How many installs before we're done? How many updates? How many times am I going to have to get a message from my computer or my phone or something that I have to use every day that it needs time to be updated? I'm always wondering that. When are we done? When do things complete themselves? And when can we stop innovating? When can we just finally say, hey, I think enough is enough. I think we've pretty much figured out everything we're going to figure out here. And uh, let's just let this rock. I don't know. I don't know why that's the first thing I thought of to open up this show, but I thought it'd be a nice little cold open. Welcome to the end. You've reached the end. This is Adam, your host, at the end. And I just wanted to do a quick morning episode today, kind of wake you guys up on a Saturday. Fuck, I said Saturday. Wake you guys up on a Tuesday um, and uh, welcome you into the world. I hope last night was better than my night. I've been getting really bad sleep recently, so... I was thinking about recording one of these episodes, but I'm trying out a new thing where I just don't give up on trying to sleep. So, um, you know, instead of just being like, oh, well, it's been three hours of staring at this wall. Why don't I just get up and start fucking around on my computer? I'm like, no, let me let me do let me go for four hours. Let me go for five hours. And usually somewhere in the four or five hour mark is when I get a good like two or three hours of sleep. And then um, another thing I've been doing, too, for my all uh, all my insomniacs out there listening Here's some other good uh, tips and tricks. Um, Definitely, you know, turning off the cell phone, never, ever looking at it, Um, making sure that um, as your uh, app or whatever you're using, you know, your podcast application gets updated with more content, that it's not constantly like spamming you about what's going on with that content. Like you kind of have kept your sort of podcast portal uh, separate from you know, your actual computing or or just using your phone and using your computer. So that that, those are some really good tips for people who are trying to, you know, stay asleep and not get woken up by notifications and bullshit. Like make sure your phone obviously is on silent. But on top of that, like just make sure that when you do, if you do ever have to look at your phone, that like your notifications are also off so that it doesn't just pound you with a billion text messages and emails that you start thinking about how you're going to respond to in the next day. You know, there's a lot of things, a lot of stimuli that people don't realize um, really affects people and gets them to uh, remember to do things or not remember to do other things or prioritize other things immediately over other things. So it's just important to like control your stimuli, control what goes in your ears, control what you see and see if that doesn't try to help, you know, your current mental situation or sleep situation or whatever's going on with you. You know, start there, start with what, with what you can control. You know, um, that's definitely some some good advice to start off the episode. But uh, I wanted to do something kind of out of out of style here and just talk about some of the content that I've been watching and stuff that um, I've really been enjoying. Like I kind of hit a new stride this week uh, with some really interesting stuff that I found on YouTube. And I did want to talk about it because some of the uh, content that I've been watching actually has some pretty good topics that I wanted to address on my own podcast. I was like, wow, wouldn't it be great if I could share my perspective on this topic, you know, in a place where people could listen. And I literally forgot I had my own podcast and I was like, okay, let me, (laughs) let me like write down some of the things I want to talk about and then do a little episode on them. So that's kind of what I did today. Um, and that's what you guys are going to be listening to. So I hope, uh, you guys like this episode. If you do, please, you know, subscribe to my podcast. Um, go on the website, www.theendwithadam.com. 
um, all one word, and uh, go on to the comment section, uh, you know, uh, contact us, excuse me, section, and just send me an email, talk to, talk to me about, you know, what you thought the episode was like, if you want me to talk about this kind of stuff more, or if you want the, you know, standard format where we just kind of, you know, do a few internet host, uh, or internet posts where we review somebody's internet posts, and then maybe a few movie reviews, and then I do some uh, sort of inside baseball, the kind of stuff that I used to do, where I kind of tell some stories about my life and then figure out what they mean. Um, you know, if you like that format, then please let me know. And I will always do those kinds of episodes, because that's sort of a classic, the end with Adam format. But if you want more experimental episodes like this one, let me know there. I will always read you guys' emails. I'll always respond back. So please, yeah, um, that's a great place to contact me. Another good thing you guys could do while I have your attention, because I know I have your attention, don't I? Right? Another thing you guys could do is you can go on twitch.com slash R-A-D-D-H-E-E. And that will take you to our exclusive Twitch channel that does stream on weekends, either Saturday or Sunday. Right now they're alternating, and I'll always let you guys know on my Instagram which day the stream will be available uh, to watch live, you know, well before it comes out. Usually on Friday night, I'll let people know, hey, it's going to be Saturday this week, or hey, it's going to be Sunday, and then around what time we're going to start streaming. And you can always check out our stream, and it's going to be uh, episodes of The End with Adam, so some new episodes, some archived episodes that you may have already heard or haven't listened to before, and uh, there's going to be visual sort of content to, to sort of... Uh, uh, to sort of support the podcast. Um, and then they, we have some really great music mixes in between episodes that were uh, selected by my two um, good friends, Rodrigo and CJ. Um, so they, they have their music, I have my podcast, and we have like some visual aids that kind of collage it together. So it's a good thing to have on maybe on a Saturday when you're chilling with your friends or you're gaming or you're doing whatever the hell you're doing and you just want something on in the background. It's a good thing to do that way. Or you can use it the way I like to use it where, you know, I'll listen to a music mix while I'm working out or something and I'll just have the Twitch stream on and watching the, uh, the visual aids that we have, which are like these really awesome, uh, <laughs> what are they called? Like montages of like old school media, like old eighties commercials, old nineties movies. Uh, and it's just like the, like clips, you know, random clips of all this stuff. And we just selected all of it together, threw it all together, you know, muted everything of course, and then just put our overlaid, our content, our audio content over, over the top. And uh, what we got was something really special, something you can only find on that Twitch stream. And it is a part of the R digital network. And I am a part of that network. So I just wanted to say off the top, uh, Saturdays and Sundays, you can get uh, the live stream of this podcast on that Twitch channel. Again, twitch.com slash R-A-D-H-H, oh no, oh fuck, R-A-D-H-H-E-E, -E. I believe that's what it is. But anyways, you can just go on my fucking, oh my god, my Instagram, this is so bad, my Instagram is a underscore B A A R I. And on that Instagram, you can find everything that I just talked about with all the right links and everything that you need. Just look at my stories or just look at the, the content that I've been posting, follow any one of those links and it'll take you right to, uh, exactly, you know, where you need to go to find more content. But anyways, uh, let's go on with, uh, just some, some thoughts about some of the stuff I've been watching recently. So my sister got me hip to these, uh, gossip blogs. Um, 
they're a part of a bunch of different ones. You know, they're not all part of the same network, but there's Unwind with Tasha K. There is the Storm Show with Storm Monroe. There's Funky Dineva with Funky Dineva. There's all of these YouTubers, mostly black, who do these incredibly, incredibly entertaining YouTube uh, shows where they talk about, you know, current events in media or in the music industry or in, you know, places that are usually black centric. And they talk about, you know, celebrity gossip or all the shit that you would normally think is, you know, pretty, you know, trashy and like dumb stuff to think about. And it is at the end of the day, kind of like, you know, dumb, trashy celebrity tabloid shit. But there's like a true like showmanship and kind of um, real uh, professionalism to the way that they either conduct their interviews like Tasha K does a lot of interviews that are fucking spectacular like very well done interviews or uh someone like Storm Monroe will do you know a whole episode about just like the conjecture about you know is the music industry satanic so they really know their audience and they know how to make content that people want to watch and I just got sucked in I'll be honest I was a sucker like immediately within 15 minutes of me watching Tasha K I was like yeah I'm gonna be just watching this for the rest of the day and that's pretty much what I did. I think I took a break <laughs> while I was working, and then I think I watched like one other thing. But pretty much all day yesterday, and some on the weekend, I was just watching these like celebrity tabloid gossip YouTube channels, and boy were they fucking incredibly interesting. It gave me a lot of um, ideas for where this podcast could go and what I could start to do with it. But I don't. I'm really not interested in interviewing people that are also artists or or you know further along in what they're doing it's like if i really am interested in what you're doing and i'm actually a fan then i'll have you on but i don't want this podcast to just be you know a place where i'm just interviewing people for the sake of interviewing them so that's kind of where i stand with it but um to to speak to tasha k's point um she really does a great job of figuring out you know if somebody's gossip or if somebody's sort of story that they're telling about an event is true or not. And she has a great way of whittling them down and getting them to either confess that they're not telling the full story or, you know, to actually just sort of tell it. And there's been a few episodes where she's actually caught somebody in, you know, a sort of a loop lie where they're trying to make up as they go. And then she's caught them and told, told them to tell the story again and tell the story again. And they just keep changing and keep making it up. And it's to watch that happen live with some of the people that she interviews are like pretty important people, but to watch them fall apart like that and to come onto her channel and kind of underestimate how good she is at what she does, I thought was such an incredible watching uh, experience Um, and just watching her show get better too over time because I watched so many episodes, I really got to see the show change and get like more and more professional. And it's really inspiring, like her entire uh, network is truly inspiring like she has her own app she's got her own like kind of fans that are like crazy about the show and uh yeah it's just really interesting to see somebody build a network build a program that people are genuinely interested in and want to interact with at like a high rate and she's of course got a team behind her and a lot of people working under her like it's not just tasha k but i mean just to see her show explode um, and get the recognition that I think it deserves um, is is really inspiring, and it makes me want to keep doing this kind of shit. Uh, so, yeah, let me talk about a specific episode though, because I just watched it and I thought this should definitely be something that I talk about on this show. So uh, there was an episode where 
she interviewed the young lady who was on the Fresh and Fit podcast. I believe that's with ABBA and Preach. I don't watch that show, um, so I don't know that much about it. I believe it's just like a YouTube hype beast kind of channel, almost like kind of like how academics is, but you know, they're not focused that much on music. I think they're more focused on sort of like the hype world and like OnlyFans and all that kind of bullshit. So they're like very low IQ, very bottom of the barrel. But I think what their claim to fame is, is that they do have some interesting kind of like, you know, they, they catch interesting stuff on camera because they do these podcasts, these very long podcasts with a bunch of people. Like I've seen screenshots where there's like 12 people on a podcast with them. So I think that's kind of a cool concept, like smash 12 people in a room, leave them on for three hours and see if somebody doesn't get provoked enough to like jump across a table. I think that's cool, but I've never watched their show and I definitely don't think they're cool. Um, and there's, and here's why. Um, so Tasha K had on the young lady who had gone on to the fresh and fit show. She was, um, basically harassed on that show and the men on the show were saying horrible shit about, you know, black women. The, by, by the way, both, um, both of the fucking hosts of that show are black and they just trashed black women, trashed her to her face, like were very racist, very misogynistic. It was just like an awful thing to watch. It was one of those things like as a guy, it like makes you almost have like a bad taste in your mouth or like you almost feel like you're smelling shit as you're watching it because it's so upsetting. Like you want to turn it off or you want to like it's the kind of thing if somebody was saying that to me in person and it was a dude I would try my best to get him to shut the fuck up and whatever I could do to get him to do that I would do it like that's how upsetting the shit he was saying was um to this woman and she to her grace was so calm and so collected and didn't do anything for the whole time that they were you know trying to provoke her then at the very end I believe one of the dudes I believe it was like ABBA or one of them um, I think fell into her or like was pushing somebody else and then like fell, f fell onto her. Uh, cause they were, I think sitting next to each other and she just, you know, was trying to like hit him back or something. So it kind of turned into like a physical altercation at the end of it. So it was just a really messy, whack, horrible experience. But I mean, what do you expect from whack people that do a podcast all the time? You're going to get whack content. So, I mean, I get that, but fuck, I mean, her whole story was, really cool to see Tasha K talk to her and talk about the inside work of that episode and sort of what led up to that moment. Why did she come on on the first place? Her explanation was, um, Preach had reached out to her and was like, Hey, you know, you should come on the show. And then she was like, all right, cool. Like he flew her out like to do the show. And then he's like talking about trying to get her and her friend to like come on his only fans. And he's, she's like, nah, I'm not really with that. But her friend was, and her friend was like lighter skin than her and she was darker skin. And she, he would, he told her on the episode, this is what I think initiated the argument was that he had said to her, uh, Oh, your friend was more into me and you're jealous of that. Cause she's more light skin than you, which is such a fucking horrible, like insecure on his end thing to say. It says more about what he thinks of himself and like what he thinks other people's priorities are than it does about like anything that, that, that the young lady was thinking. And I'm forgetting her name, which is bad, but you know, I'm just going to keep calling her the young lady. But anyways, um, so Tasha's talking to the young lady and, uh, you know, people are coming on asking questions. Like, like I said, Tasha has a huge audience. So she lets them come on sometimes like through, you know, whatever, like, uh, live or live chat or live stream and just ask their questions to the, to the uh, person that she's interviewing when she's done with her interview. And, um, it was really incredible to see this huge tapestry of opinions. Whereas I thought that this would be a pretty straightforward, uh, kind of case where it's like, yo, this dude was so fucking wrong. 
he shouldn't have a platform anymore. The fact that he even said that shit and thought that it would be cool uh, is tell says everything in itself. And then on top of that, he like twists the knife too, where he had the next day like twelve girls on his show and just talked shit about uh, the young lady and her friend and the whole situation and just put you know added more salt to it. He was like charging the young lady with like assault and all this bullshit, just jamming up their lives, you know, making things worse than they needed to be. And I always wonder about that. I'm like, you know, two people that used to consider each other friends, right? Like he, she at one point considered him somebody that at least she would get on a plane and go see. So that tells you how at some level they were, you know, they knew each other or were friendly at least. And to see that degrade into like, no, now I want to sue you is, uh, is a really incredible thing. And I think people don't really think about that enough. It's like, yeah, I mean, people like you now, but what are what's the constellation of <laughs> of experiences or things that you might do to them that would call would you know get them to completely turn on you? And uh, I think with with this episode, I think with uh, with this young lady, I, I wondered that. I was like, what set of circumstances made Preach so hostile? Because even when she had just got onto the show, he was like kind of already a little bit hostile towards her. And I was just like, where is that coming from? I think it might have been because she said in her story that like he asked her about the OnlyFans thing be right before they did the podcast. And she kind of like said no to him. And then her friend was like, oh, no, I'm down. I'll do it. I'll, I'll stay for the OnlyFans thing. And I think maybe he was going into the podcast with like some kind of energy because she had just turned him down. So maybe that's what it was, but I mean, not that that's excusing it, but yeah, it, it was a, it was a really um, crazy just kind of thing to watch her very calmly again. Like she never really snaps off on him or Tasha when she interviews her about it or any of the interview or any of the questions, like I said, that some of which were like straight up attacks on this young lady. Um, some of the people asking questions were like, oh, well, you should never, you know, have uh, gone on that show or what were you thinking, you know, kind of victim blaming almost or putting her like actions of, of like ahead of his actions. And that was incredible to me because I'm like, wow, this is a black platform. The only people watching this are black people. And they, and we still, which I would have thought would have been like the one of black American people would have been the one group that could have saw that Avin preach video and been like, yeah, she like, you know, got crazy at the end and it turned physical at the end, but he was provoking her the whole time. It was trying to get her to like act like the stereotypical like angry black girl the whole time and i it was just crazy that some people who she was interviewing or sorry that were uh talking to her after the interview from uh, tasha case channel were like totally not like on her side and i was that was that was incredible but just how how well this young lady like maneuvered through all of these questions you know even when they were some of them were attacks dealt with this dude and dealt with Tasha, I was like, wow, this person is like way stronger than everybody around her. Um, which is again, like I said, very, um, very inspirational. So yeah, um, I got to find the name of that episode so I can plug it here. So you guys can watch it while you listen to this. But, uh, if you are looking for some new content, check out unwind with Tasha K and, uh, you can skip her like commercials and ads and all that bullshit in the beginning and just start watching, like go straight to the interview and watch her do the interview and then watch what she does after the interviews. Um, and they're always different. Like she's always, sometimes she'll get on people that it's kind of, you know, that echo chamber where they just agree with each other the whole time. Sometimes she'll just have a straight up like person walk off the show. And, uh, 
I love that she puts up everything. She puts up the good, the bad, and the ugly um, of the show, uh, which I try to do with this show. And, you know, just let you guys see every possible aspect of what this show could be. So, um, yeah, again, um, definitely check out that episode and check out that YouTube channel, uh, Unwind with Tasha K. But, yeah, that's pretty much all I got to say about it. Um, I think it's already been said a million times, you know, those guys is... Uh, complexes of both being black men that don't like black women i think that's definitely something that needs to be discussed more and i would love to uh do a whole podcast on that because i think people would like that i think i should maybe bring on a black friend and talk about that that syndrome because it's uh it's very like there is no other word besides toxic um that you could use to describe this guy's mentality where he's a dark-skinned man he has dark-skinned uh children he has two daughters and he doesn't, he's like not respectful towards and doesn't think that dark-skinned women are beautiful or that they are worthy of his respect. And he says this very plainly. Like, it's not like I'm taking this out of context. Um, these are guys that like to be assholes. So they, it's very easy for them. To, it's very easy for you to set these guys up in, <laughs> and make them say really fucked up shit. But the thing is, is that they like saying fucked up shit. So you're not really setting them up. You're just teeing them up. They were going to tee themselves up if they needed to but uh yeah they're they're content specialists they're exploitative they're people that just want to get that next good shot or that next viral thing or that next thing that's going to trend on twitter they really don't care about morality they don't care about your opinion and they don't care about your feelings um and i thought just seeing the fall of that the fall of that level of hubris because the show is falling apart now and uh i think both of them have gotten their asses beat by men uh, just in the street, like somebody would just catch them at the wrong time, be like, yo, what was that shit you were saying about black women again? And just, they just get knocked the fuck out. So their, you know, their life is falling apart. I'm happy to hear that. Um, not that we should wish that, wish that on anybody, but you know, when you're that fucking just whack, something does need to happen. So it's, it was good to see, um, see them get put in their place. But, um, I think the further discussion still needs to be had. Like, why is it that there are so not so many, I don't want to even say that, but why is that that trend still continues in a lot of communities, specifically in their community, which is South Florida, Miami, which is a community that I'm f quite familiar with because guess what? I was born there. I go there every summer. My whole family lives in South Florida. So I understand South, South Florida and it is not um, a place that you want to be dark skinned uh, in. It's just not. Uh, this might be something that I feel like a lot of viewers don't like to hear, but um, there are still highly, highly racist places in this country. And one of the places that are highly racist is Miami. Miami, Florida is one of the most racist places I've ever lived or lived slash been to slash interact with anybody in. And when I say that, people get really upset with me. I even had a friend like who was from Miami actually get like truly angry with me one day when I said that because she was like, that's not true. Miami's multicultural. It's multiracial. And it's like, no, it's not. It's Latin. It's unicultural. It's Latin. It's a Latin culture. It's actually Latin island culture. It's not even South American. Like there's some, there's a lot of South Americans there, but it's really, if you think about it, if you just take a second and sit there in Miami and just look at what you're looking at, it's more island than it is anything. And um, when you go to any of these islands, they're quite colorist because they can't be racist in most islands in the Caribbean because they're all black. So what do they do? They become colorist instead. They say lighter skinned people are fairer and darker skinned people suck. And that's just how they've interacted for the last hundred years since most of their 
uh, independence movements or whatever happened to give give them statehood. And uh, to see that play out in a place like Miami, those mentalities like uh, where, you know, lighter is better. Um, you can see the damage that it does to people's psychological conditions like this gentleman here, I believe his name is like Abba or I don't know which one is which, but the darker one is the one that I'm talking about. If you look at a video, if you look at a picture of them, there's one that's light skinned and then there's one that's super dark. And the super dark one is the one that I'm referring to right now and everything that I'm about to say. But, um, you know, he grew up in that world. He's a darker skinned dude. He clearly doesn't want his kids to be any darker than he is. So he's always looking to mate with lighter people. And that's, you know, taking his is taking what he said out of it and just looking at it objectively it's not really all his fault that he that he is the way he is like there's a lot of societal and social circumstances that get you to be that poisonous of a person however when you reach a certain age especially when you have children right it's important to kind of look at yourself and educate yourself and say how can i make sure that the things that happened to me that got me all fucked up don't ever happen to my kids and I feel like that gets lost when, you know, you're trying to make entertainment or, you know, like he is, he's trying to be, you know, Mr. Clout Chaser or whatever the fuck, Mr. Hype Man on YouTube. I don't know what the fuck, like, their their <laughs> stated purpose of Fresh and Fit is, and I'm not going to look it up. But um, it's certainly not to, like, help his community or, or, you know, school younger black generations as to, like, what to do or, you know, or, like, with my podcast, like, just give good advice or give good experience, like, it really doesn't do any of that kind of stuff. So I think with him, this like obsession with, you know, kind of, he doesn't even, here's the thing. Here's what's really sick about it. If you really want to know what bu bugs me about it is that he's not even really saying like, oh, I like white women more than black women. That's not even what he's doing. He's saying, I don't like black women. Like that's all he's putting out there. He's not even saying what he likes over that. He's just saying, no matter what, it's almost like he, he's almost saying, like, it doesn't even matter if I was st stranded on an island. Like, you guys aren't even on the on the spectrum of human beings to me. Like, that's what was sick about what he was saying, because you can imagine a racist white person saying that. Right. But the, imagine where you have to be as a black man that's also dark skinned to look in the mirror and think that. I think that is uh, a really scary place to be in. And it's something that I try to keep, you know, myself honest to, because I haven't dated that many black women, but I mean, I still find them extremely attractive and beautiful, but, um, I've just never dated one. So I, I always have to like, never long-term dated one, excuse me. Um, and I have to kind of like, you know, think I'm like, am I purposefully not choosing them or they're, are they just not in my world? Are they not in the places that I go or the people that I hang out with? And it's a little bit, I would say mostly they're not in my world. But also, when they are in my world, they're usually interacting with or dating or connected to, like, you know, another person. Like, they, very rarely do I meet a beautiful black girl that is single. That's, like, very rare. That's maybe happened to me three times in my entire life. Whereas, like, most beautiful, like, you know, black women, like, like super, like, attractive. Ones that are, like, definitely out of my league. But, you know, you still like to try anyways just to talk, see what happens, you know. Uh, but those ones the ones i've talked to are definitely like always dating like picked up have somebody you know um not that that's an excuse but you know i'm 26 i'm just talking about my life so uh, i i try to make sure that i'm not giving off the impression that i don't like black women that i don't want to date them and that I, that's not something that i'm in, you know interested in so as much as i like to 
you know, really point out people like preach or point out any racism more in like, cause it's easy to point out when white people are being racist. Like we all do that. White people do that actually pretty, pretty good on their own. Pretty good. Not all the time, but they can get it most of the times. But what we need to do is police our own communities and make sure that we're not taking the shit that we've been given and then putting it back on ourselves. You know, I think there was an incredible movement in black, uh, families that I was a part of that I remember happening as I was a young kid where black families were like, we're not going to hit our kids no more because just because we got whoopings and just because our, our parents got whoopings and their parents gave them whoop, just because that's been a, a generational thing doesn't matter. Like we got to stop that right now. And I was one of the first, you know, black kids and families that grew up that, you know, we really didn't get beat that much, you know, maybe when I was really young, but by the time I was like 10, 11, like that wasn't even an option. Like I would just get grounded or like, you know, white people shit, you know, traditionally white people shit. But there was a movement where they just said, hey, we got to look at ourselves for a second and figure out how we're continuing to oppress ourselves or add to this system of oppression. Right. Because the system is, is bigger than any one person. So you have to look at what are the things or what are the habits or cultural ideals that hold up the system of oppression. And I thought that getting rid of, 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 you know, spanking or kind of, you know, light, you know, uh, beating your kid up, um, getting rid of that was a huge step forward. And I think the next step forward is to address this colorism issue within the black community and address it. I think the best place to address it would be in Miami, would be with the black and uh, Caribbean and island people of Miami and say, hey, you guys do what you want to do in the Dominican Republic. Call anybody what you want in the DR. But when you're in America, we don't tolerate that shit. I think that would be a huge game changer for Miami. If African-Americans stood up and said, yo, straight up, here's how it's going to go. If y'all have a problem with us, keep it to yourselves. If you don't, like, here's what's going to happen. And I think if they put, if they articulated it in that way, um, I think you would start to see a lot more uh, unification, like a lot more communities would start to become unified through that one fact of like, hey, we're not going to let our our women get disrespected or we're not going to let our our sons be targeted just because they're darker or whatever it is. Like, you know, you need to be more like if we were just more respectful as a community to our own people, but then on top of that told the other people that look like us that came from somewhere else, like Haitians, people from the DR that carry these colorist or sort of um, old school racist hierarchies with them. And we sort of stop them right at the gate and say, hey, you know, we love, you know, new cultures. We love people that want to come to America and start over and do, do what they got to do here. But you got to leave all that cultural bullshit at the door, like right here. You got to leave all that colorism shit right here, you know, before you get on the plane <laughs> from Haiti to to Miami. I think if that was the ethos, instead of it being like, oh no, like, you know, black Americans low-key only like light-skinned girls too, which I feel like is a very, something that a Caribbean person or somebody that didn't grow up in America, but just might've moved to Miami or might come go back and forth, but isn't really plugged into American culture. Like a lot of people in Miami are not, they're plugged into Miami culture. They're not plugged into American culture. I think that would be a good way to connect with them. Um, I kind of forgot what I, what I was saying. I was starting to get a little bit um, get a little bit confused with my thoughts here. It's quite early in the morning. Sorry, guys. But uh, we're about at the 30-minute mark. Um, I think the thing I wanted to address, I kind of addressed. And I think that, I mean, if you do, if you guys do want to watch that Avin Preach uh, Fresh and Fit episode, I would recommend that you do only because it really will give you a lot of context as to what I'm talking about. But also... Um, 
it, it really will like you'll really know the level to which and why I made this episode and why I think it was important to speak on this because you need to hear the level of insanity that this guy is at with his own self-image and how he looks at black women and how he looked at and how he spoke to this young lady to her face on a live <laughs> channel that was going out to millions of people like that's that's the only reason why I say to watch it not because I want to promote their content I mean you guys by now can probably tell that I don't like those fucking assholes but uh yeah I think Miami would be a good place to start with a colorism education within our own communities. This is not a conversation that really we need to even be having with white people. Like, let them, we, that we have a separate conversation with them. This is an interior conversation with our own communities and people that look like us, you know. Uh, but, yeah, they they need to be sit out, sit out, though. Like, I'm not saying that anybody should have their livelihood taken away forever. Like, I think that they should definitely make a new show and you know try to address some of the wrongs that they've made and try to make them right huge fan of that i would i would listen to that i would be the first i'd be the first person to subscribe if that was how they wanted to uh you know uh keep doing podcasts it's like all right we fucked up we did something stupid uh we're just gonna do a podcast now about all the stupid shit that we've ever done and try to get people to talk about their stories of when they fucked up and did some stupid shit um that might be fun you know it doesn't mean that you got to be on the street. However, that show, Fresh and Fit's got to go. And the, the, the fucking interviewing OnlyFans girls and porn stars, that's got to go. You're done. You guys are done. You're sitting this one out. Go get your, grab your waters, grab your towels. You're out of the game. But yeah, that was this episode. This is the end with Adam. Just listen to the end. Please like and subscribe. Check out the website, www.theendwithadam.com. Otherwise, uh, love you guys, and thank you for listening. Bye-bye.